and you're wherever you are watching this and as we celebrate G Jesus's resurrection it is resurrection Sunday and we're going to glorify the Lord in great ways you know things have changed obviously there's a lot of change that's going on it's getting really crazy out there in fact old folks are sneaking outside and their children are yelling at them to get back into the house things are changing dra dramatically but the good thing is Jesus doesn't change. He's the same yesterday, today, and forever. And, uh, and the resurrection is real, and, uh, and the, the power of the resurrection is alive today in our hearts and lives. And today we're going to talk about, well, we're going to talk about the resurrection. We're going to talk about, uh, from an angle, I think that, that um, is oftentimes missed. And you think, man, I've been to how many Easter services and I've heard about the resurrection, talked about the resurrection. I live the resurrection. You know, my wife said today, this morning, she said, you know, Easter is every day. And I said, but it's not every day. I mean, we, we certainly live in the power of the resurrection every day. But we've heard so many messages on it. But I want you to see it from a different angle today. And, uh, and I believe a really powerful one as uh, we take a look at what happened on Easter, and I'll tell you what took place. I mean, it was a setup. God had a setup for the kingdom of darkness. The, I'm going to take you just to the, the, the scripture in, Mar, in uh, Matthew 28. It, uh, the, the, the story is, of course, at the, on the morning of the resurrection, the, they were going to the, the tomb, and, uh, and the scripture says, in verse 2, it says, Behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone from the door and sat on it. <laughs> I like that. He sat on it. What is he doing? Well, you know, the enemy pulls, uh, uh, pulls up his barriers and God removes them and sits on them. That God is... You know, there's kind of a mockery here. You know, they rolled the stone over the grave, you know, over the cave where, where the body was laid. And here's an angel sitting on it. I can, I can see him with his arms folded and his legs crossed and leaning back and just like, you know, well, did you think really that rock was going to hold Jesus from resurrecting? That isn't going to happen. And in fact, this whole thing was a setup right from the beginning. And Satan, the, the kingdom of darkness, I want you to get this. The kingdom of darkness under, uh, gets the Bible but doesn't understand the Bible, okay? The kingdom of darkness has knowledge but not wisdom. And I believe God even hid the principles, and we'll take a look at some of the scriptures, that they should have known the kingdom of darkness, but they didn't get it. And one of the things they didn't get was when the crucifixion happened, what was God doing? What was, what was the plan? What was the purpose of the crucifixion? They thought they were just killing Jesus. They wanted to get rid of him, right? Kingdom of darkness. But they were doing, they, Jesus was doing more when he was on the cross than they anticipated. See, they thought he was just dying. But he wasn't just dying. It wasn't just his death. The, the Bible says in Hebrews 12, 2, and tells us, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, 
who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. For the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Now, what, what was the joy that was set before him? You see, it was you and me. We were the joy that was set before Jesus Christ. And we are God's anticipated joy. We are God's anticipated joy. It was the joy that, that it was the joy that was set before him, his anticipation of us that caused him when they took him and they and they beat him and they 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 blindfolded him and they hit him and they mocked him and they took his garments off and and you know mocked him as king and and when they 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 scourged him and ripped his back apart with with uh, the you know the the cat of nine tails that that wicked you know uh, scourging that just stripped his back it was when when he went to the cross and his the nails were going in at any time and if i was jesus the moment they started saying hey we're going to take you in that's when i would have said no i'm out of here and he could have the bible says he could have called 10,000 angels he had the power to stop the whole thing. And if he had stopped it, if he hadn't gone to the cross and paid the price fully, there's only one thing that would not have gone, had, had happened. See, if he would have said, I'm out of here at that point, he would have been glorified. He would have been in heaven with his father. He would have been sitting at the right hand of the father in all power and glory. He would, have, he would have had everything that he eventually would have except for one thing, you and me. There, there, that's the one thing that he would not have had. That's the one thing that kept him going through the scourging and the pain and the crucifixion and the mocking and the, the shame. Because crucifixion is both a matter of pain and shame. But he went through it all because of us. I, I don't think the kingdom of darkness anticipated that. I, I think it was a setup. And you know, the, 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 God was desiring for us to be with him. And that was his dream and that was his joy. And it, it, it's hard to imagine that in the heart of God, the joy is us. But it is. It is. I know, like many of you, there's been distancing and, and not being able to be with our family, um, you know, like we, we used to be. And in fact, we've had a couple birthdays in which we have driven by and the house and we kind of all, you know, stay our distance and we wave to each to one another. And we've gotten out and kind of had to stay our distance. And, and we're doing that in order to protect, in fact, I think a lot of it's to protect Carol and I because we're the older ones, but it's really for all of us. And we're, as we're, we're going through that, we're, we're missing each other, right? Oh, the joy of being together. And that's the joy that, that pushed Jesus to go through, in fact, the crucifixion. It was the joy that was set before us. And the kingdom of darkness didn't understand that. And all of that 
that was was really a setup. It it was a setup in this way too. We're forgiven. We're forgiven. That's a setup. The the scripture says in 1 Corinthians 2 7, none of the rulers of this age knew, for had they known, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. None of the rulers of this age. That that that's the kingdom of darkness. That's not talking about kings and you know and leaders. He's talking about the kingdom of darkness. It's, it's the rulers the uh, of the age, and the rulers of the age are the demonic powers that had been in charge at that point when Jesus came on the scene, and they had decided they were you know going to get rid of him, and they put it into the hearts of, for instance, Judas to to um, to betray him, they put it in the hearts of the the people to to call for his death. And and like I said, they didn't quite get it. They they must have read the scripture, like in Isaiah fifty three six, where it says, "All we like sheep have gone astray; we've all gone our own way." But the Lord laid upon him the iniquity of us all. If they would have understood that 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 portion of scripture was talking about Jesus the Messiah who would come. They would have recognized it. I think God blinded their eyes. I don't think they understood that prophecy hundreds of years in advance, what the Messiah would do. Or they probably missed Daniel 9.26 where it said, the Messiah will be cut off, but not for, for himself. They, they would have understood that he was going to die for others. And that's what Jesus did. He died for us. They, the kingdom of darkness didn't understand that. And the crucifixion, well, the crucifixion paid for our sins. And the resurrection proved it. So when it was happening, they didn't understand. They thought he was just dying. No, he was dying for us. He was dying for our sins. It says in Colossians 1.13, He has delivered us from the power of darkness and conveyed us into the kingdom of the Son of his love in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins. The forgiveness of sins. We don't live in our past failure. We live in our present victory because of what Jesus did. See, when Jesus was on the cross, he said those words, it is finished. In the Greek, it's, a, it's one word. Tetelestai. Tetelestai means it's kind of the, the end of a, you know, a covenant, or it's a the finishment of a of an agreement. It's done, and he said, he said, it's done. It is finished. But when he said it was done and it was finished, it was still more. Well, not for the payment. He he had finished the payment. He had paid the price. But what wasn't done was the resurrection. That which proved it. See, Easter is proof that the crucifixion accomplish what God sent sent for it to do. So it was a setup. The kingdom of darkness didn't understand that. It was a setup. It was also a setup this way. We have we have a hope-filled life. See, God had planned that through the crucifixion and the resurrection and the uh, eventual um, impartation of the Holy Spirit into our lives, we would live a life that would be, well, resurrection life. That's what it would be. It would it'd be a life of hope. In 1 Peter 1.3 it says, Blessed 
be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who according to his abundant mercy has begotten us again to a living hope. A living hope. We live in this hope. And it's through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. So, hope. Um, Bill Johnson says, hope is joyful anticipation of good. I like that. Joyful anticipation of good. That's hope. And you and I have that hope. We have that hope because, well, the tomb is empty, but it's our tomb. See, the empty tomb is your tomb and my tomb. We've been raised with Christ. We, we, even though now we live in Christ and we have been raised with Jesus Christ. So because of that, any area in our life in which we have no hope is a lie. Any area, whatever area in your life in which you have no hope, that is a lie from the pit of hell. See, that anticipation, that joyful anticipation of good is how we should and be, and we are able to live. So there, there, there's hope. There's ho- hope in a wayward child. There, there's hope in your marriage. There's hope for your dead dreams. All those things, wherever it seems like there is no, that it's dead, there's a resurrection. And the resurrection power is available to us. We, we walk in the promises of God. We live in that in our life. And all of us are, are able to be able to stand in what God has done for us with anticipation, with hope. When it looks like all is lost, it's not lost. The resurrection means this. There's life beyond. And we can live that life. And we're talking about present life. We're not talking about just the future. We're talking about now. I can imagine the shuddering that went on with the kingdom of darkness. They, they, were, they were exposed, the scripture says, and with open mockery when Jesus rose from the dead. The, the kingdom of darkness was mocked. They were set up. They thought they had it. It was all done. They thought they had ki- killed and de- de- destroyed the king of glory. They, they thought... All his plans were over now, and they had won the victory. And <laughs> don't you love those stories? You know, we, we see writers oftentimes do the same thing in, you know, in, in movies and, and so forth, where it seems like it's over and, you know, they're out and there's no chance they're going to, you know, it's the Rocky story, you know, and he's, he's getting beat up by Apollo Creed, and he's, there's just no way he's going to win, and then he comes back and... Well, this is the comeback story. This is the story of, of stories. This is the one that is above all of them. The king of glory had set up the kingdom of darkness. And as a result, well, victory is won for us. He didn't think of the kingdom of God being expanded through us. The kingdom of darkness thought they were destroying the one who might influence, but they didn't know what God had in mind. Because through the, the, the shed blood of Jesus Christ, through the, 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 you know, the, the brokenness of his body, through all that Jesus went through, 
when he sacrificed for us and he was crucified for us, the kingdom of darkness could never envision. There was a mystery that was hidden, that even the Gentiles would come in. That there was a mystery hidden that the church would be born. The mystery is that, you know, they would never have seen this possibility. Today, there are over 2.3 billion people on the planet that will be celebrating Easter today. That the world is celebrating Easter. A third of the population of the earth is celebrating Easter today. And, you know, our today... We're in, you know, 2020, and the reason we are in 2020 is because of the resurrection. Your birthday is, the date of your birth is because of the resurrection. That's the date. It all started there. Everything started there. Everything changed on that day. Everything changed. History changed. The future changed. It was a setup. And the kingdom of darkness, you almost would like to have been able to see, right, Satan and all his cohorts as as they realized they had been duped. They had been completely taken. You see, they tricked our first parents into giving the kingdom to them. God had given it to our first parents and our first parents because of their desire for their own self and their own self-worship, eventually ended up giving it. Well, Jesus came and he took it from them. And with power, he took it from them. It was a setup. It was not only a setup to have a hope-filled life. It's not only a setup so that we could have our sins forgiven. It was a setup where we're going to live forever. That's the setup. You and I are going to live forever. Jesus said, it is finished, right? And then there was the resurrection. But Jesus' resurrection is not the end either. He's coming again. He's coming back. And he he was raised from the dead so we can be resurrected on the last day. He was raised from the dead to eventually come back. He came as the suffering servant to die for the sins of the world, but he's coming back as the triumphant king as he then completely annihilates the kingdom of darkness from the face of the planet and sends the wicked one into the depths of hell. 1 Corinthians chapter, I'm sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1 says, For we know that if our earthly house, this tent, is destroyed, we have a building from God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. See, we've been given a new, uh, uh, we have a new house that is our house, that is, it's our heavenly home where Jesus said, you know, if you believe in God, believe also in me, for in my Father's house are many dwelling places. If it were not so, I would tell you. I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I'll come again to receive you to myself, that where I am you may be also. Jesus paid the price, and when he gave those words, he hadn't left yet, but, but now as he has resurrected, 
All of that has been accomplished because of his resurrection. 2 Corinthians 5, 8 says, For we are confident, yes, well pleased rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. See, the victory is ours. <laughs> the kingdom of darkness was set up. And because of what Christ did, we had a hope, not just in this world. There is a hope in this world. But there's a hope beyond this world, too. And as believers, we know that that hope is greater even than the hope we have in this world. If everything you desire, everything you desire on this earth came to pass instantly, it could not compare to the first minute, the first second of joy when you are able to be with Jesus Christ for eternity. And so... God is gracious to us and he blesses us and we can hold on to the things that he's promised in his word for us here and now. He, the resurrection made that possible. We have a present hope, a present day hope. But someday, well, the scripture says in Romans 8, 11, for if, if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Jesus Christ from the dead, will also give life to your mortal bodies through his spirit who dwells in you. Well, the spirit of God that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. That's what happened on that day when you and I said yes to Jesus. The, 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 the moment that we believed in the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, the moment we did that, God placed his spirit in us. It's, it's why our life changed. Not perfect, but it changed. All of a sudden, things started to look different to us. Things that, that you know, are against God's will and so forth, all of a sudden we started feeling that conviction of the Holy Spirit in our life, and, and, and he started changing us. He started changing the things that we, we desire. He started changing the things that influence us. He started working in each of our lives. That's, a, that's our testimony as followers of Jesus. Jesus Christ, is, he transforms us. Many of us have come from life backgrounds that, well, we were aligned with the kingdom of darkness. And we just, we just lived right in that. And then Jesus entered in. Jesus rescued us, right? And the kingdom of darkness was set up when Jesus rescued us. They thought they had us, but Jesus had different plans. And we come into that kingdom and our lives start to change. Some of you are new into the kingdom, and, and, but you're seeing transitions start to take place. I want you to know he's not going to give up. He's going to continue doing that. And you'll find that from now on, um, God is making you more like him. See, that's a setup. That all of a sudden, the kingdom of darkness is start, starting to realize that an, there's an entire kingdom that is looking more and more like Jesus. I don't think Jesus is done 
on this planet before he returns. I think there's more going on. I think we have a revival coming. I'm convinced of that. I believe what has been happening even in this setting where we're doing this, you know, remotely. I, I cannot believe the amount of people that we've been able to touch since we've been doing this. I, I've been amazed by the testimonies. We've, we've had people say, you know, uh, our family was, you know, we live with, uh, you know, mom, dad, or, you know, children, or what have you, and we're watching it, and we could never get them into church. There's no way they would go to church. But they sat and listened to the message. And now God is, now they can't, they, they, every time it's on, they're, they're back to it. Because, because the Holy Spirit has been working in a way that we, we had no idea, we'd never anticipate that kind of thing happening. And it's happening over, we have families that have been so far away from the Lord and now they're watching on a regular basis. And, and people in our church are telling us, you know, Part of our family, they, they, they never watch, but now they're watching. They're at home watching church, the church services, and they're hearing God's word, and they're receiving the Lord. All of this is part of what God has planned, his purposes. But we know that, I'm telling you, this whole COVID thing, I don't believe Jesus you know, is the one who is making people sick. But in all of this, I think it's a setup. I, I think... The enemy has been set up, and a revival is coming, and more and more people are growing in their faith, and more and more people are understanding the most important things in life. Some of us have been consumed with the, you know, with the material things, and our lifestyle is all slowly, you know, it's kind of coming to a, a, a halt where, for a lot of us, we're not so busy anymore, and we all of a sudden we are having more time in God's word and we're having more time in prayer and we're having more time of growth in our spiritual walk. All of this is happening. I think it was a setup. Because our God loves doing that. Now, the enemy of your soul. And if you are listening to this and you're saying, you're, you're talking to Christians about all that happened, but I'm not a believer. Or maybe you're one that's been far away from God. The, the enemy of your soul lost to Jesus. I'm just telling you. But if you complete, continue to believe the lie, the satanic lie, that you don't need Christ, everything that Jesus did for you will be worthless. It's only applied to your life if you receive what he has done. See, Jesus paid the price for you. The crucifixion was for you, proven that he had accomplished it when he rose from the dead. He died for you. He paid the price for your sins. But to apply that to your life, you simply have to believe. It's very simple. God made it so simple so it wouldn't be complicated. No one could say, well, afterward, well, I just could not have believed because it was just too complicated. It's not complicated. The Bible says we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The Bible tells us very clearly something that I think intrinsically we all know. We know our failures. We know our thoughts. 
But and a lot of times we try to think of ourselves and compare ourselves with other people so that we feel better about ourselves. But the reality is we know that we're, we're more than just not perfect. We're sinners. And Jesus came to die for sinners. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. And he offers himself. Is there any greater... What could, it, could he have done more to prove his love than what he did when he died on the cross for us? And if you are distant from God, this is your day. Easter Sunday, 2020, this is your day to say yes to Jesus and to invite him into your life. And I want to ask you to do that. In fact, I'm going to ask, if you're in a household with a group of people, would you all just kind of bow your head and pray? And you can be praying for those who are listening right now at this moment and don't know the Lord. Would you pray and ask God to touch them? And then for those of you, would you pray this prayer? Just simply say, dear God, I believe in Jesus Christ. I believe that he did die on the cross for my sins. And I believe he was buried and he conquered death. And Jesus, I receive you as my Lord and my Savior. I ask you to come into my life. I ask you to cleanse me from all my sins and help me to follow you. I declare that you are my Lord. So you that makes you my master and I am your servant. And I ask that you would help me to learn how to do that, how to follow you like that. In Jesus' name I pray, amen, amen. Listen, if you did that, I want to I encourage you, I want to instruct you, go to our website at ccanaheim.com and you'll find there a link for those who have just received Christ. And I want you to just go ahead and click that and we want to get you started in your walk with God in a very... Um, powerful way to get started in growing your walk with Jesus. God has so much for you. This is not the end. It's just the beginning. And life for you is going to change dramatically because the Holy Spirit has come into your life. And we want to help you learn how to grow in the Lord and experience all that God has for you. He has a plan and uh, he has a purpose for your life. And you can never see it without God. But because you said yes to Jesus, you will see it from now on. And it will unveil to you this good and great plan that God has for your life. So uh, God bless you. And for all of us, we, uh, we really encourage you to just enjoy this day and keep your heart in an attitude of worship. In fact, let's close and worship the Lord. Let's give God glory. Let's praise him. God bless you.
church sing with us i have decided to follow jesus no turning back no turning back i have decided to follow jesus no turning back no turning back the cross before me the world behind no turning back, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me. No turning back, no turning back. Oh, Christ is enough. Everything I need is in you. You're everything I 
Turn it back, no turn. 